So I was just at an Airbnb before and as I was driving out uh, there was this lady and I had my window down she was the hostess of the Airbnb lovely lady um, we're dr driving out window down see her just to say bye say some words um, she starts talking it's cool and then she keeps talking <laughs> and then she keeps talking and she's talking maybe so I'm reversing out of the driveway window down maybe five minutes I'd guess like three to five minutes of just her talking just talking talking yeah asking some questions but mostly just her talking um, and as I pulled out I just realized like like even at the moment I realized this woman's really talking a lot <laughs> it's really talking a lot um, now at this point it could be easy to like judge to be like yeah okay this like oh my goodness like why is she talking so much like I just want to get on my day like come on like I want to leave like can't she read the cues like it's giving something like yeah let's go like what's going on here um, it's easy to judge her as as selfish you know something along those lines but something curious came up was that this this was that as I pulled out I realized oh well you know she's talking a lot and I'm listening so as as she was talking I was aware of this part of me that was saying like come on dude like let's get the move on here I was aware of that voice but it was quite I wasn't really giving it my attention I was acknowledging it. yeah okay it's you're, you're there but letting it go as it came up and instead I just chose in the moment to give my full attention to her to just listen to her I listen to her just listen to her speak not necessarily because I found anything she was saying interesting <laughs> that might sound mean um, but because I cared about her and what and her and just listening to her and hearing her out and because there was that care for her and listening to her everything she said became interesting because I cared because there was a care for her even though there was still at the in the background that voice that was like come on like let us let us leave that voice was there and that voice comes up from time to time but just because it comes up, that doesn't mean that's what we are. We can still choose how, where we put our attention. Do I put out, do I feed into that voice and say, yeah, like, come on and feed into the story and be like, oh my goodness, like I'm a victim here and this person is just oh, the worst. Or do we open ourselves to love? Because that's really all we have to do. Um, is just open ourselves to it. And so I, in that moment, for example, opened myself as much as I could. And as I pulled out, what I realized was, you know, she was talking a lot because she wanted to be listened to. And when we see that, when I saw that, it's really hard to be angry at someone because they want to be listened to. If we see someone as selfish or like something like that, or inconsiderate it's 
pretty easy to be angry and frustrated at them. But if we see someone as, this is someone who just wanted to be listened to, then it's pretty hard to be angry. It's pretty hard to be anything but compassionate and empathetic towards that. We go deeper still. We go, okay, well, why? Why does she, why does she feel this urge to be listened to? Or why does she want to talk so much and be listened to? And then that sort of just leads to, well, probably in the past, that's not something that she received a lot of. That's not something that she can give herself. Uh, and so here she is talking. And I'm happy to contribute to listening ear. And this is just an example. One example. Now don't say this to self-congratulate. <laughs> as much as it may come come across that way sometimes. My intention is always just to recognize the different approaches that we have available to us and to recognize that within us there is this part of us at all times that is compassionate and is always willing to listen. We don't have to make, we don't have to attain that part of us, that capacity to listen. To listen out of love. There's a great quote that just says, to love to, to love is to listen. Listening is a form of love. So there's already, we don't have to attain this capacity to listen. It, it already exists within us. And if it was nurtured growing up, if it was nurtured, if lots of people listened to us, if we were taught how to listen, you know, we're not actually taught how to listen. What are we taught? We're taught how to not listen. We're taught do things this way. We're not really taught to look deeply into things and to understand the way, the different perspectives. We're taught you do things this way, you get rewarded, you do things that way, you get punished. That's the really basic reward-punishment parenting system paradigm that we all grow up with, most of us. So what does that teach us? It doesn't teach us to listen to ourselves because maybe we want something that isn't aligned with what we're told we should want. Um, and so we learn to actually distrust ourselves and we're like, no, I don't know what's best for me. These adults do. These people around me do. The society does. Whatever it is. So we actually learn to distrust ourselves. We learn to follow orders more than we learn to inquire into it, life, into ourselves, into our own motivations. Because growing up, most of us don't receive a lot of trust. We actually receive a lot of mistrust. Um, a lot of assumptions, you know, like growing up, for example, is that we don't, we can't make our own decisions and therefore the decisions are made for us, which is cool. That's true to a certain extent. You know, like as kids, you can see there's some kids that are like my niece and nephew, you know, on the road, running onto the road and so they're screamed out and be like stop and then they stop because if they kept going they might have been run over so it's see to a certain extent at a certain phase in our lives it's true that we're incapable of making decisions that are supportive of our life <laughs> perhaps it's true but the role of the parent 
is to nurture and grow that capacity to discern and choose for ourselves. And sure, at times, provide that structure, be like, no, do this. But as we grow up, we don't really get taught how to make decisions. We don't really get taught to weigh the pros and cons. We don't really get taught to look to understand as many things from as many different perspectives as we can, to deepen, to put ourselves in the shoes of others. Okay, we might be taught that superficially, but we don't really get taught, put yourself in the shoes of others. Like, we don't get taught that because, to me, it's quite simple. Um, We learn from modeled behavior. Like, growing up, we learn from modeled behavior. That's primarily where we learn from. So people might say one thing, but then act completely differently. So when we say, okay, learn from other people's, put yourself in other people's shoes. To say that is one thing. To actually live it is totally differently. Because very often we see what, what we do. What do we do? Very often what do we do? We complain. We complain, we judge other people for being the way that they are. We complain about other people or circumstances being the way that they are. We don't put ourselves in their shoes because if we put ourselves in someone else's shoes, we wouldn't complain anymore. We wouldn't judge. Judgment is not the same and is not possible with empathy and compassion. Compassion comes from putting ourselves in other people's shoes, from understanding differing perspectives, from being willing to expand our own view of the world and ourselves. That's where compassion comes from. The judgment is a completely other end of the spectrum. Judgment is the lack of understanding. Judgment is a really superficial thing. It's like you see something happen a certain way and we're like, oh, that's shit, or that's bad, or that's good, because these are all forms of judgment. Or that's desirable, and that's undesirable. These are all forms of judgment. If we look deeper into it, then we start to understand that all these things are projections coming from within us. If we have certain value systems, for example, if we really like expensive cars, then we are going to be like, wow, I really like that car. That car's really nice. And we're going to be like, oh, that car's really shitty. That's going to be our judgments of things, right? Because that's just a reflection of our own value systems. Not because the judgment actually exists externally to us, it's totally coming from within us. Well, it's the exact same with people. If we have certain value systems, we're going to say, wow, that's amazing. If we have other value systems, we're going to say, wow, that's awful. But where's that judgment? Is that person, is the judgment really coming from the person or is it coming from within ourselves, from our own worldview, from our own value systems? And these are things that we are taught growing up. We're taught very binary sort of really simplistic ways of, un- of looking at the world through quite a white and black lens, uh, not really through the lens of understanding. Now, why was I saying this? Okay, self-understanding care. Right. We actually have to relearn how to care about people. It's definitely been the case in my, my life to relearn how to care not only about people, but ourselves. You know, for example, going back to the story with this woman. 
if she had was able in that moment to care for and listen to other people and what they had to say and their views she would have asked that because she would have been genuinely interested but she wasn't so she wasn't capable of that yet she, she had that capacity that inner potential was there but it wasn't nurtured it wasn't nurtured growing up or else it would have been the primary way of relating to others because it's quite frankly far more interesting to hear about others than to hear about ourselves it's actually rather boring um, very narcissistic very grimly satisfying sure to hear about ourselves um, and listen to ourselves and listen to others talk about ourselves it's grimly satisfying there's a satisfaction to it there's a pride there but it's actually rather boring as it goes on through with time and time and time and I start hearing myself and people speaking um, about me or myself speaking about the same things I start noticing my goodness this is so boring I've heard this before <laughs> it's actually a lot more interesting to open ourselves to new perspectives and hear hear things from a new way in a new way to understand things in a deeper way than before it's far more interesting to listen in other words than it is to speak it's far more fun far more enjoyable so it's not about making ourselves listen it's just about realizing that that part of us which does enjoy listening to others which is already there which already cares about others it just wasn't nurtured as much and now it's up to us to nurture it again and this is where self-care comes in not self-care as in the superficial self-care as in the superficial meaning just body just body caring about the body that's nice that's great but we can go so much deeper than that we can go so much deeper than massages and paddock nail salons and aromatherapy self-care true self-care is, is caring about ourselves caring about life caring about life because we are life and all is life all that is alive is life being willing to nurture that aspect within us by just getting curious with ourselves and being willing to listen to others and also being gentle with ourselves when we find it difficult to listen you know because often i would find it difficult to listen i would find that i'm zoning out i just don't care and that's fine that's just how it is and there's no need to judge that instead you can just have fun with it just enjoy it to just grow in this capacity to listen grow in this capacity to care how do we grow in something we give it attention but not just any attention our kind and gentle awareness the more kind gentle awareness we give these parts of us that are maybe uh, have not been so nurtured in the past the more loving kindness we give to it the more it's nurtured the more it's growth because the the more it grows because the only thing that 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 helps us grow is love judgment of ourselves of life doesn't help us grow at all the more kind the more gentle we are to ourselves the more we can nurture these beautiful parts within us that are already there but they just might be there as little seedlings little saplings that are covered up by all these weeds that have grown to cover up the light of awareness
So all, all we have to do is keep bringing our attention to it as lovingly and as kindly as we can. That's all. What does attention mean? It means, so for example, if right now you said it as important to you, you say, it's important to me to care about others genuinely and listen and to enjoy listening. It's actually important to me. It's just a choice that's made, that's all. Then what's going to happen is life's now going to start bringing up all that opposes that. So it's going to start moving us in the direction of enjoying listening, of being the best listener, of being a compassionate listener. And we're going to start enjoying it more. And when I say compassionate listener, it's not just to other people, but it's actually to ourselves. Because we're really mean to ourselves. I know I'm really mean. There's a part that is really mean to this to to myself. There is that part. There is that voice. But again, we don't have to give it our attention. We don't have to give it our energy. We can just kindly ignore it. Just be like, okay, cool. This is a voice. We can maybe understand where it's coming from. Maybe in the past, that's how we were treated. And so that's what was nurtured. And now we can choose to nurture something else instead. Instead of continuing to feed that old voice, those old patterns, we can start to slowly but surely give our attention to these new voices, to this new perception, to kindness, wow, to being kind to ourselves, to allowing ourselves to be as we are, to to caring about ourselves. So it's not just a care for all, all those around us. It's not just listening to those around us. It's listening to ourselves, but truly listening with with just love just love and compassion in our hearts to listen to all these voices that we hear not with judgment but with love and acceptance with acknowledgement love and acceptance that's really a skill that's really something quite hard you might just sit yourself right now for sit down silently for five minutes notice just notice and note all the inner chatter that goes on and maybe just estimate a percentage of how much of it is kind and how much of it is not. <laughs> and you'll probably find that it's like 80, 80% not kind to 90% not kind. And so the more we just notice that, so we notice, okay, these voices are not kind. What do we do now? That's probably a question that comes up. What do we do? What do I do? I notice these things. I've noticed that there are so many voices that are not kind. There, are, There's all this unkindness. Well, what am I going to do? What do I do about it? Well, we can look at our options. We've got the option to try to push that away, try to change it, try to fix it, try to make it different. Those are options available. And we can try those options with ca- compassion and grace and care as much as we can give ourselves. But what we'll find is if we choose those options, they just don't work out very effectively. And they also take a lot of energy. And they're also no fun. They take a lot of energy, a lot of work, a lot of effort. What's a lot more graceful, what's a lot more easier, and what's an option available to us at this very moment, is to just kindly allow everything to be as it is, without exception. And this includes, does not exclude, it includes everything including unkind thoughts, including dark, what we would call dark thoughts, including everything, without exception, to just kindly allow everything to be as it is. 
And the more we kindly allow everything to just be as it is, the more we will start to get curious. We'll be like, instead of judging, instead of pushing away, to open ourselves to a deeper understanding. Kind curiosity as well. You know, be like, what is this? Where is this coming from? Seeking to understand it. And the more we understand it, the more we see that this is just a voice. It's coming from the past. It's coming from conditioning. But it's not what I am. I am beyond this voice. I am that which allows this voice to be heard. I am that which listens. I am not that which speaks. I am the silence. The more we understand this, the, the, the less involved we feel with all these voices and the more we can just detach and be the non-attached witness of it all who kindly observes everything. Now, does this happen with a spontaneous click of the fingers? It may, but more likely, it just takes kind attention, time and attention, that's all. And during this, it's process, it's a process, it's not goal, it's not a matter of getting to the non-attached observer, because the non-attached observer is already what we are. It's just about the process of letting go all the junk that's in the way. So if we orient ourselves with enjoying the process, we're going to enjoy it a lot more than if we orient ourselves for a particular outcome. If we say, I'm here, I'm doing this, I'm meditating because I need to be the non-attached observer. And that's what I'm doing right now. And that's what I need to do. That's not really, you can try that if you'd like. What you'll probably find is it's a lot funner, a lot more enjoyable, a lot more easy to just enjoy the process of learning and discovering whatever it's going to take, whatever understanding is required to lessen attachment, to let go, and to return to the essence of that which we are. And see it more as a life process, a journey, than a destination. It's more the way we live our lives, not where we're going. Sure, we might be oriented in a certain direction, but that direction is to live our lives with grace, with kindness at every single moment, not to look for a particular outcome. And so that's something we can apply to care, to compassion, to self-care, to listening. Not to see there's some achievable achievement there of what self-care is, of what compassion is, but to seek compassion and self-care. What does it look like in this moment? And to just focus on what is here right in front of you. And to just walk one step at a time, right? If you're walking a thousand, if there's a one thousand step, step staircase, it doesn't help to look ahead. In fact, I remember I was in New Zealand and there was the, for those that know Lord of the Rings, there's the Mordor, Mount Mordor, the the volcano, um, was climbing that. And the staircase was so long, it was huge. But I decided, I'm like, I want to give this a shot. I'm just going to take it one staircase at a time. I'm going to look at the step in front of me. And that's all. I'm not going to look up. I'm not going to look any higher than what's in front of me. I'm just going to look at that one step and take it one step at a time. And in spite of not running or doing any exercise really for weeks, if not months, probably months, if not years, <laughs> um, in spite of not doing exercise or running anything like that for months, I was able to just, just by focusing on one step at a time, just the step I was taking at all times, I was able to just 
not only walk but really actually even run up like a very very steep walk for those who have seen it it's quite a steep walk there's a section just completely run up without any stopping isn't that amazing like maybe there was the occasional stop trying to remember if there was but it was mostly just completely walking up not stopping keep going just focusing one step one step one step one step whatever step is there taking that step then taking that step then taking that step same thing goes here with ourselves with compassion to ourselves just taking it one step at a time be like okay right now at this moment listening to this podcast right now on my bed in a train cooking what does compassion and care look like where could I listen how could I listen to myself or to someone else in a deeper way than I have before than I ever have before what does that look like to just get curious and to start exploring that and the more attention we give it the more important it becomes to us the more it grows and the more kind we are with the whole process of just allowing ourselves even if we're uncaring and cold to just caringly and kindly allow ourselves to be that way or allow that part of us to be as it is um the more we do this the more things automatically spontaneously change and grow the more compassion blossoms it's not something we have to force it's something that blossoms automatically and it's what we become right the more kindness we give to ourselves and to life the more kind we become the more we touch that place within us and soon we're always we're always being as kind as we can be always being as compassionate as we can be as caring as we can be but we can always be more we can always be more and there's no need to judge ourselves because judgment isn't a form of kindness is it it's not kind to judge ourselves so if we hold ourselves accountable to kindness as a way of living our life, then it's not kind and it's not integrous to judge ourselves or anyone else. Instead, what is more helpful, what's more integrous, what's more aligned with principles, with a principled life, is to just kindly allow everything that arises. Kindly allow listen as much as we can and always be open to listening deeper to hearing something we've never heard and at the same time not kicking ourselves and punching ourselves in the face when we find that we just don't care today it's okay there's nothing wrong with that that's just what it is there's no need to form a judgment that is an option that we can refuse we can instead choose to lovingly accept and welcome so this is something to maybe carry on forward with your day. To ask yourself, where can I be kind today? Where can I listen? What can I see differently? And just enjoy the process. Forget about outcomes because as Rumi, there's a quote by Rumi. I'm just trying to look for the book. I cannot find it. Oh, there it is. I found the book. No, I didn't. I did not find the book. But the quote goes something along the lines, forget of, forget of your ideas about alignment. For you, 
for you, the seeker. It is all in the journey. The discovery. Some quote like that. <laughs> um, it's just so much more enjoyable to just live and enjoy the process than it is to attach ourselves to some ideas about how things should be or how things might be. Just forget about all that and just enjoy the moment for what it is, whatever it is. That is an option that's available. And I tell you what, it's very enjoyable. It's a lot more enjoyable than worrying about what might be or what should be or what things, how they might end up. That is an option that is not required to take. We don't have to. No one's forcing us. No one's putting a gun to our head and saying, worry. That is a choice we make and therefore we can choose differently. Might take some time, might take some effort, might take some learning. Whatever it takes is whatever it takes. It's still an option to let go. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.